What is up, guys, and welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And we're here to evolve. So we're doing a lot of quick hitters with these episodes lately, um, something we said we were going to mix in more so we can do this a little more frequently, um, hit on some some different topics and just keep it short and uh, and passionate and dive through it. But if you're a new listener, basically what this podcast is about is going to hit on two main areas, so health and fitness and business. We're going to sprinkle in the lifestyle stuff. We do offer a unique perspective um, in terms of the business side because we're not at the top yet. We're, we're climbing that ladder, but we also didn't just start. So we're doing very well. Um, we want to share things that we've done that have worked, haven't worked. We're going to go over some things that you guys can apply if you're starting out fresh or you're, if you're in the middle of your journey as well. Um, on the training side, on the health and fitness side, we run an online health coaching company called SD Evolution. And the, the whole point of what we do in that group is to kind of take all the stuff you're hearing everywhere, filter through it, and feed it back to you in bite-sized pieces. So there's a lot of bullshit. There's a lot of things that just aren't true or are not necessary. Our job is to make these concepts apply and fit your lifestyle. And that's what we're all about. For today's episode, we are going to do a little Q&A. Josh threw up a question box on his stories and we're going to answer your questions. But just really quick before we start, please take a second if you haven't yet to leave a review for us. It means the world. It helps, you know, spread the word on our podcast. And even if you just shared it to a friend or just tap that five star if you love it, if you don't love it. Let us Don't know why. Don't anything. Just email us. <laughs> no, but we seriously appreciate any feedback that you guys have. And yeah, I mean, even as far as the length, do you guys like shorter ones? Do you like the longer ones? Let us know. That's what she asked. Yes, her. Okay. No, <laughs> this is not that kind of podcast. Things are going to get weird here today. I lit a uh, an incense to stimulate our third eye. Nope, not the third eye. The crown chakra, the Sahasrara. I'm saying that correctly. It's also blowing my nose, so I have to move it before we start. We will dive in. First question. I'd love to hear more about how you started the business and the hurdles. Yeah, so we started SD Evolution back in 2014. Josh and I met in 2014, so we met in May, the end of May. I Moving in together and started a business. We mo I moved in with him and his roommates at the time three months after knowing him and started our business pretty much right from there, which sounds crazy, but it all worked out when you know, you know. Um, and initially, SD Evolution was not an online coaching business, um, so... You know, this was kind of the era before online coaching really blew up. It wasn't really a huge thing yet. I think it was just starting. And we were mainly focusing on in-person training and weekend boot camps and just serving our very few in-person clients at the time. And that's the route that we thought we were going to go. We thought we would eventually open up a gym and all of that. But then we moved back to from San Diego to Connecticut and... You know, our clients still just wanted to stay in touch with us. So we emailed them over their training programming and did everything through email. And it, it kind of just naturally evolved into online coaching. Yeah, that kind of ties into the next question. So very similar helpful hints from when you used to do the group fitness classes and how to grow. So to kind of build on that first question basically establishing relationships. It doesn't matter what business you're in. Everything that you do as far as creating a sale is about establishing a relationship first. People want to buy from people that they like, know, and they trust. So if they don't know you, if they don't like you and they don't trust you, you're not getting that business. Um, what was really cool about the fitness group classes was that it allows you to get personal with everybody. So even in a group setting, you're still seeing each other every single week. You're making those connections. You're making it fun. You're really figuring out where people are doing well, where they're struggling, and you can really dive into things. So 
going from in-person to online was a great way to scale <clears throat> because we could already show, they already knew who we were. You already showed those personalities. Um, so from there, it was just recreating the programming to fit an online space. Um, so to kind of continue growing, this isn't something that I was good at at that point. I'm still not very good at, but the, the social media aspect that kind of climbed with the online training and health coaching kind of a uh, concept. So you were always very good about showing what you were doing. People were very passionate about following along with you through all your different phases through, you know, general health, running, powerlifting, bodybuilding, all those things you ran through. People love seeing those stories. So basically letting people relate to you. So they want to like, know, and trust you. If you're not doing group fitness classes and you're just displaying yourself on social media, you have to get your personality across. You have to show what it is you're all about. Am I wrong? No, you're totally right. And I think even what you said was perfect that my social media grew kind of in parallel with our business. And it's interesting because as I went through these different phases from like when I was doing powerlifting, we had mostly powerlifting clients. And then when I transitioned to, you know, more of a bodybuilding style approach, you know, we got more general population clients. So it's it's interesting to see just how much that has impacted not only our business, but our clientele and who we were, who we were reaching. Um, so, you know, whatever you're all about, whether it's group fitness or if you're trying to grow your online coaching business or whatever it is, just make sure you're showing up in a way that's authentic to you and what you want your business to portray and what, what your mission is. Because if you scroll all the way back to the beginning of SD Evolution on our Instagram or even on my, I mean, you'll be scrolling forever on my page, but um, if you really want to go for it, you'll see our messaging hasn't really changed all that much. It's just the way that we get it out there has changed because that's the, I mean, because social media has changed. So you kind of just adapt with the flow of things, but um, you know, back to our business and how we continue to get where we are today it from there it was just a matter of continuing to focus solely on the online aspect so we got we pretty much did away with all in-person clients um and for a while we were trying to do both and you know seeing what was going to be the best fit but we realized we could reach so many more people online and it was something where we were able to work on our own schedules we weren't re relying on other people to tell us when we could come train them. It was something where we could work when we wanted to work and we just sort of built it up from there. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple main things with any successful business, two main points, I guess you would say, is you have to find out what your client needs, what your customer needs, see you know, whatever field you're in, what are they missing, what can you do to improve, and then you need to find a valuable way to deliver that to them. So making it easy, making it convenient, making it, you know, any kind of roadblock that you have from getting your product to the client, whether it's, onboarding through a specific software or whether it's sending something directly to them and showing them how to use it there's there's always going to be some type of roadblock roadblock some type of friction so the easiest way and the most convenient way you can get that to them the more likely you are to find success so figuring out what your clients need just to kind of use fit coach pro as an example we needed an online software so we were doing everything when we started through excel sheets google sheets google drive we were evolving from excel sheets to google drive that was our upgrade initially that wasn't working, it wasn't streamlined. The emails that we were getting 24 hours a day, hundreds of emails throughout the week, it just wasn't working. So we needed something to organize that. That was a need that I knew a lot of other coaches were also gonna have as well. So we created just, it wasn't even Fit Coach Pro at this time, it was just an online portal for SD Evolution clients. We white labeled that so new coaches could customize it and streamline their businesses as well. So we saw the need, we created value, we made it easy to implement 
to create, to get uploaded, to you know customize for those groups. And that's why we're growing as fast as we are. All right, next question. Mindset. For someone that suffers, or like for someone that suffers from anxiety, depression, and how to stop overthinking. This is something like you don't even have to be diagnosed with anxiety and depression, but mindset as a whole, especially in those two fields, are something we all relate to in one way, shape, or form. So I think a lot of that is the mindless scrolling we do for the majority of our day, and there's just so many external factors we're always thinking about. And a theme that I hit on all the time with my clients with check-ins is to stop borrowing worry. So a lot of times, if we're worried about something, that thing that's actually happening usually isn't as bad as the suffering we're putting putting ourselves through thinking about that. So if you're worried about an outcome, you're suffering more thinking about that outcome than if you weren't thinking about it and that outcome, that worst case scenario actually happened. So a big tool with with this is, is mindfulness, it's meditation, it's something we've been preaching for a long time at this point. Um, gratitude has been the theme of the past few months is just really being thankful for every single thing that you have. If you look around and see the state of the world right now, things are crazy. Like if they're not great here, they are terrible elsewhere but understanding how lucky you are to be able to go to the movie theater or walk down the street and not get shot to not be worrying about getting mugged or in most scenarios you can usually just take a walk and be fine um running water food in your fridge a roof over your head a warm blanket a comfortable bed these are all things that i think about twice a day as soon as i wake up and right before i go to bed and it has changed my mindset dramatically i've been chronic not diagnosed but chronically dealing with some form of depression and anxiety, especially anxiety and pretty high strung and being able to focus on those things, slow down, doing all this mindset work. I'm reading books on this. This is my current passion. Think like a monk by Jay Shetty. I fell in love with that book and I'm actually reading Buddhism for beginners um, right now, which I'm in love with as well. The whole concept. So not saying I'm going to go be a Buddhist, but I'm loving the idea of I don't even know if the see. I'm not far enough along to know if this is a religion. I, I guess it's kind of like a religion. But the concept is basically teaching yourself love, compassion, and mindfulness and spreading that to others where your life purpose is to serve others, love everyone equally, and just bring happiness and remove suffering from everyone else's lifestyle. And if we all live like that, this world would be a totally different place. Yeah, and just to compound on all of that, I think that aspect of things and doing the internal work and the the work every single day um, is important, but... I mean, as somebody who was new to therapy this summer, I will be a forever advocate of that. And seeing a therapist, it it can really just give you that objective viewpoint and help you sort of center yourself. And if you do all of everything Josh just said on top of getting professional help, um, you know, I'm, I'm just a huge advocate for it. It's changed my life. It got me through a really hard time this summer. Um, and it's just something that I never thought I would do because I, I believed in the stigma of it. And there is sort of a stigma with any sort of mental health help. But it is so valuable and it can really change your entire life and perspective. And if you pair those two things together, you will take a huge step into putting yourself in a better position. And I will say, because I've had clients literally mention this to me as I say, hey, you know, it's not a bad idea to look for professional help is their family members view it as weakness. So needing therapy, that's that stigma is, well, you're weak, you're broken, like you shouldn't need this. Um, so that's something just know that you're not broke, you're not weakened. I just said those backwards. You're not broken, you're not weak. You're, you're reaching out because you need help. And whether we're in a good mindset or not, we could all benefit from some type of therapy. And that's something that down the road when things calm down, I'd like to get involved in one way, shape or form, whether it is actually therapy or having like a spiritual teacher, 
everything that we're kind of talking about now, there's a purpose for that. There's always a tool for that. It can make your life better. It can help you just deal with better stress situations through work, at home, whatever it is. And anything that's helping you improve any type of your health is worth investing in. So there's there shouldn't be, there is a stigma. I understand that there shouldn't be. Um, but, you know, there's our, our two cents on that topic. Going back to the entrepreneurship thing, we'll probably circle back to a couple other questions after this away from the, the business stuff. But taking the leap to work for yourself, developing more of a business entrepreneur mindset. Um, this is something I kind of talked about in a post a little while ago, but I've always been, I guess, in the entrepreneur mindset. My dad works for himself. I've always been more interested in working for myself than other people ever since I was a little kid. Um, I used to make uh, like holiday cards or birthday cards on this little program on uh, Windows PC. And on the back, I'd always put JCS Enterprises because I now, this is my first business. I thought it was sounded really cool. Printed that on the back of everything. Um, but I just, there were a lot of different phases that I went through. For myself personally, I had a terrible attitude growing up. Just, I didn't like uh, taking orders from anybody else. And my whole thought process was I'm never going to work for anyone else. I'm going to work for myself. Like, that's just how it's going to be. My attitude improved over the years, but that concept never really changed. I always just enjoyed building new things, creating new products and the first real thing I did was cutting down two acres of uh, of trees out of my parents' backyard. Me and my two friends built a dirt bike track. We cut all those trees down by hand, literally just axes, two acres worth of, of trees with axes. My dad cut them up with chainsaws. We split them by hand and delivered those out across Connecticut, and we sold wood. That was our first thing. We built the track, sold wood, and then from there, it's just it was personal training. It was group training. It was online training from there. But this is just something that was kind of ingrained to me when I was young as far as the mindset and the passion for it. Where did it start for you? Yeah, I mean, my mom has always, she's been a personal trainer. So in some sense, she's always had her own business, quote unquote. And, you know, for me, I didn't think I wanted to go that route. I, you know, I switched my major four times in college psychology, social work, undeclared, um, you know, biology. I just didn't know what direction I wanted to go. And it was something where once I realized exercise science was a thing and it was obviously a passion of mine, I was like, okay, maybe this is something where I can have my own business. Um, and I think, you know, it's it's hard working for someone. It's also hard working for yourself. It's a different mentality and you have to really be able to prioritize you know productivity and getting the things done that you need to get done every day I think a lot of people when they start they're like oh I get to work from home and I get to wear my slippers all day and like I can just kind of go at my own business go at my own pace what you can and you can make your own schedule um but you have to figure out what that looks like for you so that you can still be very productive and get the things done that you need to get done for the business to grow and having the business grow versus having it sort of just maintain is a completely different mindset. And there's going to be periods where you're in that grind mode and you know, it's going to be, you're working more than you would be working at a nine to five job. Um, and then there's periods where you can kind of, you know, flow a little bit more and just kind of roll with it. But knowing how to push yourself is a non-negotiable. Yeah. And this is something we've talked about before too. You have to be passionate about whatever it is you're doing. You can't just see an opportunity to make money and think, oh, I'm just going to go do this because I can make money doing it. There's going to be some hard ass times you have to grind through. And if you don't love what you're doing, you're going to quit and you're going to fail. And that's going to be somewhat wasted time. You're going to learn from from what didn't work, hopefully. But if you're not passionate about it, you're just you're not going to push through it. And there are going to be periods you need to fight through 
to be able to be successful. But I will say this is extremely fun. Like it is awesome building things, especially with different people. So we always kind of talked about whether we're integrating family or friends or whatever. Like we just, we started SD Evolution by ourselves, but we also always thought about different things we could do with different people. And I think taking that next step with Fit Coach Pro is really fun to work out, you know, with Greg and Joel and building out partnerships and just creating these relationships and just having a vision for something and building it as a team. Um, I think there's, you know, a few different avenues we want to take as far as the real estate and then. It's funny because I was in our Google Drive folder this morning, like clearing some stuff out. And I found a bunch of Excel documents and just different things from when we were going to start like a family restaurant business Mm -hmm. um, that your aunts like shared with us. And I I just thought it was so funny because we've had so many different ideas over the years that some obviously turned into what we're doing now and some fizzled out. But you really do have to be passionate about whatever it is that you think that you want to do so next question Jess loves fiber this is uh, one of our clients everything you got on fiber that is its own episode but I will say that this has been a game changer for myself personally just focusing on fiber and fiber diversity um, as far as improving my gut health but it's not just your guts people kind of relate fiber and whole foods to just improve digestion but you hear about the gut mind axis your mind and your gut are literally connected. There are things that are affected within your body, just as far as hormones, energy levels, sleep, everything that happens, your gut microbiota plays some type of role in. So increasing fiber intake, let's start there. Uh, Most of our country consumes less than 20 grams of fiber per day, which is atrociously low. So that's actually the minimum we ever want to see with any of our clients. And then we work it up from there. So ideally getting them 30, 35, 40 grams a day or or more as we get them used to it. You want to go low and slow because if you do increase too fast, you're going to produce a lot more gas. It's going to be extremely uncomfortable. But increasing about five grams per day um, of your your weekly average. So increasing your daily intake by five grams each week. So one week average 20, the next 25, next 30. So doing that, increasing uh, fiber diversity, every different type of fiber you consume feeds a different species of gut microbiota and each individual species does something different for your health. So if you neglect one, you starve that one off, you're not getting those benefits. So it's great if you are consuming 30, 40 grams per day, but if it's the same things that you're consuming to get to that point, you're really not thriving as well as you could be. So I don't know if you want to touch on that at all. There's a whole lot we could dive into with that. That's entirely its we own can, episode. We can save that for its own special episode. Um, we can kind of tie it up and wrap it up with this one. So playing off of that, why plant-based diets aren't great? And I'm picking this one because nobody said they're not great. Nobody said they are great. Nobody said they're not great. Well, they, they, that person probably heard it somewhere. So Yeah, and, that, and that's fine. That's one of those things that's out there. So this is great. This isn't X, Y, and Z is what you need to do to see success but you don't. So if you feel good with something and it, you know, if you're fine, if you're talking about like vegan or like vegetarian for more reasons, that's its own subject, but primarily consuming whole foods and plant-based foods within your diet is fantastic. We just talked about fiber. That's a great way to do that. I'm not against meat. Meat still has its own benefits. I still eat meat. Um, so I don't know if that was specifically asking about non-meat diets. Um, but I mean, plant-based where that's the majority of what you're eating a fantastic place to start yeah absolutely i mean plants are more than just like spinach and lettuce as well i think a lot of people don't really understand how diverse plants can be i mean everything from 
I don't know, goji berries, all your fruits and vegetables. That grows from the ground. Beans, legumes, all those things are plants. So if you're eating a lot of those things, you're likely hitting your fiber. You're likely feeling really good and not super hungry. You're likely not snacking as much. And you're getting a diverse range of different foods, which which have different micronutrients. So I don't think there's really too many negatives about consuming a plant-based diet but again if you meant something like vegan or vegetarian people have their own opinions and um you know moral issues surrounding those things but as far as general health goes consuming a majority plant-based diet is a is a healthy thing and i will we'll finish it up with this it's cool that this is now coming into light it's something we really haven't thought about or talked about or studied a whole lot until recently but Fiber intake and fiber diversity is becoming very well known as one of the top, if not the top indicator of overall health. So just looking at that, someone brand new tracking nothing, if you want to see just where you're at, what you're on par with, start with just tracking fiber. And that's going to tell you, you know, as far as what you're setting yourself up for long term based on that intake level. So we're going to wrap up that Q&A here. If you guys have some specific questions you want us to hit on, send them over on Instagram. We can put up some more Q&As as well. Um, where can they find you? I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. Everything else is linked in the show notes, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.